Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey, Aaron Peter, and Matt Brutzow. Hello folks, welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, it's a doggone show about weirdos. Joining me, as always, prettiest boy under the sun. His name is Aaron Joseph Pita. Hi there, Aaron. Hi there. I am a hyperversion master, a doctor of perversion, a DP, if you will. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah you are. You uh, sick fuck. You sick motherfucker. Sick fuck. Shut up, pig! <laughs> hey. Hey, uh, over here we've got Matt Brusso. Oh, hi. Yeah. Oh, look at him. Wow. Look at him. Beautiful, beautiful man. I love the guy. Wow. Hey, is there enough for me? <laughs> no. Uh-huh. Well, good thing because we have somebody else here today. That's right. And his name is Chris Crittenden. Uh, he's a fabulous stand-up comic, one of the sweetest people I've ever met in my life. I absolutely adore the guy. Aww. You're a very good uh, uh, friend of mine, and I love you. That means a lot. You're and I like to bring yourself, up son. those kind of massive, uh, you know, tidings of emotion on the air. <laughs> Blindsiding you. I get it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's a good move. Um, and Chris is going to be sharing a profile with us today. Very excited about it. We talked about it here before. Yes. Um, I just want to say up top, uh, thank you to everybody that we got three more subscribers today on the Patreon. Yes. We are $100 away from achieving our first goal, $700. Talk about it. will, um, we're going to, we're basically going to make a, a, like a video sketch based on, uh, stuff from the show. Yes. And, uh, Joe is making the shirts for us, which are coming out. Um, I put in the order for the stickers today because we finally got the Patreon money today. Oh, came through. Yeah. Oh, that's why John came hey. in here with his new Gucci loafers oh, and his yeah, vest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, we, uh, <laughs> we put in... bags of Coke. <laughs> yeah. Duffel bags of... <laughs> 500 bucks. <laughs> um, and uh, put in the order for the buttons today. Um, and uh, we'll finally... Do, the shirts are already in the mail. Shirts are in the mail? Yeah, the I Freak at the Teak DU shirts are already in the mail. So mm. very, very exciting, guys. As soon as everything's you know here, we're going to start sending out packages to everybody that's subscribing. Yeah. It's very, very exciting, Aaron. Yes. I, I get, get very excited. Look, I'm looking at you. You're It's it's coming through your pores. Yeah. You palpable. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, again, thank you so much. Please, uh, if you can support the show, you don't necessarily have to subscribe to the Patreon. You can also donate to the PayPal Profiles and Eccentricity Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, for just if you want to do a one-time. Yeah. You know, a like, one-time, hey. Hey, I appreciate you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, things are going great, and it's because of you guys listening, and yes. we love you so much. Yeah, that word of mouth is really helping out. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And it's really fun seeing people that find the show for the first time, like, last week, and then they just go and they listen to them all. Yeah. You know, so, like, all of our older shows are getting, like, a ton of listens and shit. Yeah. It's very, 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 very flattering. Yes. And we need it. Yeah, I, I need it. Bad, yeah. dude, because I don't got much else going on, bro. No, it's sad. It's sad. <laughs> you know I mean? it's sad. Um, yeah, yeah, it's tragic. Mm. Mm. Um, so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to let Chris... <laughs> get started on all these uh, shenanigans. You want to tell right. me about this uh, creep or spaz or yeah, weirdo? Yeah. He's a he's a little bit of all those, I'd say. Yeah? His name's Steve Rocco. Okay. And uh, he he initially 
rose to prominence in the skateboarding world as a freestyle skateboarder. Oh, that's the mm-hmm. stuff where they're remember? like just like they're manipulating it with their hands. Yeah, and... yeah, like the handstands and like the like the the oh, I'm I'm making the board go all wiggly and this is a trick. Oh. Like they, not like not vert ramp. It was like right. the predecessor to street skating, but it looks more like break dancing. Ice dancing and mm. break dancing yeah. and Oh, like, weird. Yeah, like a lot of like spinning around, like flipping the like like uh, flipping the board over and spinning around with, on like just the point of the board and right. like standing on the trucks and yeah. making the board flip with your hands and just dumb crap like that. Yeah, generally acting the fool. Yeah, yeah, kind of like they would do it with like BMX too, where you're right. like like moonwalking on the pegs. Yeah, yeah. totally, totally. Yeah, that's yeah. The same kind it's of great. thing. Yeah. It's great. it's very weird, but. Uh, the, that was like the the crappy kind of skateboarding like basically <laughs> mm-hmm. like that was like the the all like the unpaid rooms of comedy was the freestyle skating it's like uh, you're just yeah. like you're shitting on unpaid rooms bro <laughs> yeah exactly no it's like like he's he, this guy was the biggest guy in the world at that he really? won like yeah. every year he was the freestyle champion and every in year in what kind of era are we talking in like the 80s okay he would he'd win it consistently like when tony hawk was huge in the 80s at vert ramp but the yeah. difference was the vert ramp guys made money and he just like got boards and products and got shit on because right. the companies didn't see him as like a person they're like, oh, you're just, you don't sell enough boards. We don't make enough money off you compared to the vert guys just by investing any money in you. Yeah. And all the people that headed all these skateboard companies were business people. None of them were skaters. Like, it was yeah. just, it was old white dudes who had, like, wood factories and just started, like, <laughs> right. like oh, well, let's do this. And they, yeah. they were, like, they were like manuals. If you want to, if you were on the Powell Peralta team, the Bones Brigade, there was a manual of conduct that they gave you in the 80s that you had to follow. You had to perform a certain way at contests. Really? You had to pr- behave a certain way in public. You couldn't be, like, drunk in public. It was just, like, very, very conservative and not at all what you think about with skateboarding. Yeah. And and basically he And was this like, was handed down from the companies. From the companies. Okay. And so he did not he was not a fan. He didn't like that. He's like why are we, like why are we being treated second rate? And so uh he's winning every year in the 80s and then this 13-year-old kid comes from, I think from Florida and beats him. So 13-year-old kid beats him. Yeah. And a lot of people would be like, "Well, fuck this kid. I'm going to like ruin his life or he doesn't he takes him in rodney mullen moves out from florida to california and is living with rocco Mm -hmm. and before long he convinces another powell skateboarder mike vallely to leave so rodney mullen mike vallely and steve rocco start this company called world industries steve rocco is like behind it and he just basically has them on his riders and that company was like a direct shot at Powell Peralta and Santa Cruz and all the establishment companies because yeah. they were all owned by outside interests. And he's like, no, I'm a fucking skateboarder and I'm going to have a company. Yeah. And so none of them took him seriously. He was borrowing. He was a former used car salesman. He's borrowing money from loan sharks. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. Like his, he wound up having to take out another $10,000 loan in the first year of business to pay back the interest on his loan shark loan. <laughs> Oh my God! Got to keep so, his legs. Yeah, exactly. It's like can't I'm, skate I'm, without him, and you can't. You can't be knuckling around on these boards. <laughs> That's what I learned about business from investigating this guy. Like when this guy's like, if you want to be successful, owe money to someone who will kill you. Mm. Then you just be successful. <laughs> otherwise, I'm going to be killed. So yeah, you just make I mean, it work. Those stories are always so great. That like there's like a there's like a punk record label out of Boston where it was like I think like the initial money all came from bets on street fights. 
that yeah. the that the founders were <laughs> that the founders were in. They were in the fights. So I mean, you're literally fighting for your future yeah. to make this company succeed. But those stories are always so yeah. inspiring. It's like it's like the thing of like you know putting your back against the wall as hard as you can. Because there's no way to go but up. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> You're it's drowning. The, it's the Charlie Murphy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. only acceptable outcome <laughs> is victory. victory, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. So, so he, he's basically just trying to get this thing going, and no one's taking him seriously. So Mike Volili is this vegetarian weirdo. And that's part of like he gets in fights and is he's a he's a fight vegan, not like a not like a friendly vegan. Oh, he's like he's the kind of vegan me. that'll like rip his shirt off and beat the shit out of you in a parking lot. And is that chicken? And then go yeah. go into a coma for three days. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> man, that was exhausting. Yeah, exactly. So he's a, he's a weird dude. But he, for his first graphic on World Industries, he wanted to do this like really folks folky like thing where it's like a bunch of animals on a farm just existing peacefully, and it says. Please don't eat my friends. <laughs> no. <laughs> and yeah. so Steve Ronco takes that idea to his his uh, graphic designer and goes like, oh, whatever. this guy wants to do this stupid fucking folk thing, yeah, whatever. And they come back with a cartoony slaughterhouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. And this is also the first board that's not shaped like a goldfish cracker in history. This right. is the the first one that's shaped like a skateboard right. like that everyone uses today. Right. And that that board... Gets them on the map. No one else has that shape. Rodney Mullen, the kid that he brought along, designed that shape. Oh. So he poaches a, a skateboarder from Powell Peralta who winds up inventing the modern skateboard tech. <laughs> oh, God. At that point, Powell starts doing some kind of counter strikes because they're like, they're making them look bad. They're doing the, they're coming out with new board shapes. They're constantly shitting on Powell in ads. And Powell goes from not addressing them to addressing them. Mm-hmm. And they make this like they make this ad just dismissing him because World Industries basically had poached a bunch of writers by bringing them in and saying now you're going to be the head of this team. Mm-hmm. So it's like Mike, like like we're going to get Mark Gonzalez who was writing for Powell, and instead of writing for Powell, now you or instead of writing for Vision, now you can have your own company. What do you want to call it? Mm-hmm. Blind, because it's the opposite of Vision. Yeah. <laughs> and ah. so like so they started out with that. Like then they're he's empowering these skateboarders who are basically the the street skaters who are not getting shit from these companies, and he's not he's bringing them in, giving them money and autonomy to build their own teams, and so the uh, Powell finally responds with this ad, basically making fun of small companies and saying like buy 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 their boards before these small companies go buy 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 because they're just here in a cash grab, they're not going to last. Right, and so in like a brilliant move. Uh, Rocco had their their artist make boards that were making fun of the Powell boards. So Powell would do these really dramatic, like like American classic tattoo style boards, where it's yes. like 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 the the hawk skull for the Tony Hawk board. And so for Jason Lee's board, they did a dodo skull, <laughs> just like this uh-huh. dumb skull, and like and there's like a guy like a skull holding a holding a a sword and so the the world industries board has him holding a banana <laughs> a skeleton holding a banana and so they post this ad the month after Powell has that ad no one buys Powell skateboards anymore wow. even today Powell exists but they sell bones bearings and blank skateboards they have basically no pro team 
this one move that this guy did, an ad destroyed an entire company that had been running for like 35 years. Just by making fun of them. By yeah. making fun of them well. It's just yeah. like, yeah, oh, you tried to do our game? Well, check this out. We took it to a level you weren't expecting. Now you're yeah. fucked. Yeah. And, and now Jason Lee's on My Name is Earl. So Yeah. Now, yeah. yeah. It's, and yeah. that's the thing. That's what I love about the story is you see all these things where it's like, how the fuck did you get involved in this shit? Yeah. Like, yeah. The, Jason Lee's one of them. Another one is... Um, he brought in this guy, I think his name is Mike Ternaski or Mike T, they call him. But he started a company called Plan B. Mm-hmm. And uh, Plan B, the co-founder of it with him was Spike Jones. Yeah. Wow. And so Spike Jones got involved in the skateboard industry then. Uh, Plan B brought in a bunch of these skateboarders, Rick Howard, Eric Costin, Mike Carroll. A lot of them were San Francisco guys that were like the best street skaters to date, had the best style. And those guys actually wound up Rocco-ing Rocco. They left the company and founded Girl. So Girl Skateboards, that was basically, they realized, oh, you're just a skater running a company. We're going to, fuck you, man. Like, why do you have all the money? We're going to take some of the money, too. Yeah. And and those writers, like, those, some of those guys are still writing for, like, Nike SB and are, like, in charge of footwear design. And it's insane. Just all these different avenues that uh, it crossed into. Yeah. But uh, basically, Powell starts to decline. They're, they're taking off, and and their success gets them so, you know, far that their writers are starting to defect. That girl skateboards happens. They're like, how the fuck can we keep this going? So basically, they launch... Uh, actually, that's not quite right. Uh, is, there is a magazine, Transworld. Mm-hmm. And Transworld refused to run an advertisement that Rocco wanted to run, which had, like, a guy pointing a gun in his head. And so the guy re- responds to Rocco and says, hey, I can't run this because one of my friends as a kid committed suicide. Uh-huh. You know, that's fairly reasonable, right? Right. So Rocco, yeah. Rocco comes back. Yeah, right? It's an <laughs> only reasonable decision. But uh, Rocco comes back. Um, that's, that's weird because that sounds like it's your life. <laughs> Why should I be changing the way that my business runs based off of your life? Right. In fact, fuck you, I'm starting a magazine. <laughs> wow. So he starts a magazine, Big Brother, which changed the way skateboard magazines were. Like, in t- to that point, it was basically, there was, like, Thrasher, which is, like, we're punks and we skateboard. Yeah. And then there was Transworld, which is, like, we're dorks and we skateboard. And then Big Brother came along and they were, like, tits, drugs, that guy's going to kill himself. Here's some shit. <laughs> like, it's just, like, also hard, skateboards, also skateboards <laughs> yeah. sometimes. and. Just completely changed it, and that was exactly what people at the time were looking for. So mm. it starts getting popular. They they start growing their own thing, uh, and they start doing videos. So Big Brother is is putting out uh, videos in addition to these magazines now. Now people have people done skateboard videos yet? They have done videos, but what Big Brother did was interesting. Is they introduced video grabs. So have you ever seen a sequence mm-hmm. in a skateboard magazine mm-hmm. where they yeah. show all the yeah. all the frames of the trick? Yeah. That is basically a video grab. So the, those are individual frames of a video. And they had shitty equipment and no photographers on staff. Right. So they would just video everything and take usable frames and put them into the magazine. And then you see the whole sequence of the trick. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, but it, it, people liked it for that reason, but for them, it was really just a functionality thing. They're like, yeah. oh, this is not good enough to blow up. I yeah. can't print this as full size. It's only going to look good if we put 20 of them on a page because yeah. it's a shitty little video graph. Right. And it was so popular that it caused the other magazines to start having to do that too. But their 
paper wasn't designed for the shitty photos. So like uh, you have the glossy Transworld paper, these just garbage videograms, yeah, and it looks right. like they're kidding. So the, just by virtue of making all these decisions, they he would he read the Art of War and just relentlessly used it against everyone in the skateboard industry who thought he was just some idiot skater. Yeah, yeah, and and so. Uh, Big Brother starts taking off. They're making a lot of video content. Uh, they're they're not making any money with it, but they're the the magazine of choice, you know. And they start pulling in these fucking weirdos who have nothing to do with skateboarding. Uh, so they get Stevo. Mm-hmm. He was at a demo. They were like they were on tour with Duff's shoes, I think. And Stevo shows up to a demo and like lights himself on fire and does a backflip and like punches himself <laughs> in the face. And they're like, "Yeah, sure, more of that." Yeah, like, yeah. So, yeah. I think he jumps off a bridge. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's just what he does when he goes to parties. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, right, He's right. just being him. Yeah. <laughs> so, just shows but, up. He, but he was like, "You guys get it with the tits." <laughs> yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, come on." <laughs> yeah. And so, so he was doing that. They pulled Johnny Knoxville in, who tests self-defense things on himself he's like tasing himself he shoots himself with a gun while wearing a bulletproof vest he's, yeah like they're doing all these crazy things and the, it's, it's weird though that like all these things have, that were just based on humor mm-hmm. yeah. attracted these people that like it was just like being like you, you you it might not be about skateboarding for you but you know you know the place that this shit is coming from right right because and, like, skateboarding is that kind of like counter establishment counterculture right thing. yeah it's a pretty it's a pretty you know punk centric mm-hmm. sort of thing and and uh, you know like it used to be very very humor based yeah you know but it was just also like you know screaming back then before the internet for just all, alternate media mm-hmm. so even if it was a skateboarding thing if you felt like somebody got it you would right. be like i'm i need to go fucking talk to those guys yeah, yeah. you know and if you're the yeah, type definitely. of guy who uh, when you go to parties you want people to kick you in the balls as you swallow goldfish fish <laughs> there's only one place where that's accepted and right it's, right, it's right. Big yeah that's yeah where you exactly go. go where you're you know grow where you're planted yeah <laughs> and that's where uh, um that that johnny knoxville thing also a kind of callback to chris burden mm-hmm. getting shot for the yeah. name of art in quotation marks uh, that Johnny Knoxville thing is what went on. That was like his first thing in, in Jackass. So he, he kind of reenacted yeah, yeah. that whole re- self defense re- product. That. Yeah, and that's like that's basically where they're going. Is they the magazine wasn't making any money, but they brought on a financial guy, and he's like, just keep making video content. I think we can sell this to some fucking idiot who doesn't realize that this doesn't make any money. <laughs> right. And a year and a half later, they sell to Larry Flint <laughs> for yeah. five hundred thousand yeah. dollars. And this magazine was not making them any money, so they turned no money into. $500,000 and a not their problem anymore. It's like, okay, right. now, that, now that's gone. But what's great is the the guy who was in charge of the video stuff for Big Brother and was basically the editor of Big Brother cut a bunch of the videos they made and Bam Margera stuff from CKY, mm-hmm. and that was the pilot pitch for Jackets. Yeah. And right. so it, like, it directly came from the magazine. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's definitely so, a fusing of those things. Yeah. I mean, CKY was huge in its own respect, right, for, for sure. Which is it's so crazy that it just, like, pre-internet, totally organic and viral, that yeah. these VHS just would just circulate. I'm sure you could probably oh, order sure. them. Oh, my in, friend my friends still have them to yeah, this yeah, day. I, mean, did you, I imagine you ordered them from, from magazines or something. Yeah, but, like, I think it was. Like, like he'd order a skate magazine. They just have yeah. an ad or whatever. That's yeah. What, yeah. And it just, it became this whole thing. And Bam was like 16. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and but even if you, before you had any of that shit where they were like doing like pranks and stuff, like just the skate video mm-hmm. would be how a lot of people got into music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, oh, you'd hear a new song. Because there's mm-hmm. a new song. It's, 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 it's a skateboarding, you know, series of music videos. Yeah. 
that they're making. And so you would find right. out about all kinds of crazy music that you would never hear anywhere else but a skate video. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it was punk, and sometimes it wasn't. It could be any goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a lot of Dinosaur Jr. Sure, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. A lot of cool hip-hop. Yeah, and, and totally. Like, yeah, in, in weird instrumental things. There's a lot of there's great music in a lot of skate videos. It's so yeah. good, so yeah. good. I mean, just like um, the trend's still alive too. I mean, it, yeah. people are even better at making them now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so basically, he gets out. He gets out of Big Brother. Uh, he has all these people leave, and he's like, "Well, what do we do now? Like, I'm fucked. Uh, I don't have a team. Like, I, I don't have much." But he did have that amazing artist. And so the artist cooks up Devil Man, Flame Boy, and Wet Willie. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, those are the those are the logos, the logos. for World Industries. It's like right. the, the little the, the water, water droplet, droplet and the the like fire. Yes, yes, guy yes, yes. Those the, things the were devil. crazy at my high school. And yeah, my, my junior high, people, everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. And so basically, he had his whole team leave, and for like five months, they weren't selling anything. Develop these characters. Number one selling thing on the market again. So it's just like this guy just could not make a bad decision. He even like he gave his crazy brother a company uh, called Bitch Skateboards, which was <sighs> basically the logo of girl skateboards, but looking scared because there's a guy standing next to her holding a gun to her head. There's always a gun. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Hey there, bitch. Bitch skateboards <laughs> blew up in Japan. Yeah, really? No joke. You was the say. best-selling outsold oh world my. industry stuff eight to one. They were selling bitch skateboard stuff in grocery stores in Japan. Wow. Because well, it's a different yeah. It's a different script. They don't know what it says. They don't know what it means. Yeah. Just, yeah, it faces a death is number one at the box office. Yeah, they, all, all they know is it's a, it's, a lady, it's a lady avatar with a guy holding a gun to her head. We don't know what the word is. We love it. I got yogurt. I got melons. Oh, there. I need that bitch skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> got to get the bitch skateboard. Jesus Christ. Oh, Honey, you brought, I... the, you brought the ramen, but you forgot the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so he, he gets, gets back on top again, you know? And then he sells 70% of his company... For twenty nine million dollars. Holy shit! No, can I can I can I dial you back for a second? Yeah, yeah. Now, while he is doing this stuff, I mean, is there any kind of testimony as to how he ran the business? Was 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 he like a greedy fucker and not treating people right? Is that why everybody's leaving? Well, I think it was more if you give sixteen year olds something, then they just think that's always going to be there. Uh-huh. Like, it was a lot of these kids that didn't have anything, and then all of a sudden they're living in, like, this skate warehouse making, like, $10,000, $15,000 a month. Yeah. And it's like, what do you even do with that? You so he, so he, he was treating them right. He it's treated not like, them right? Yeah. He treated everyone else badly. Like, you didn't okay. want to be in competition with him because he'd put you out of business. But if you were working with him... You, he'd love you, and you'd love you'd love working with him. He, pu- he almost empowered them too much. Yes, exactly. Well, he that was, a, but he. I think in the end, he's fine with it because he yeah, lives great. in a fucking trailer in Malibu that overlooks the ocean, and <laughs> yeah. he just like has a chill life. It's like he still owns like I think part of the company and makes money off of that, but yeah. it's not a fucking giant pain in his ass anymore. And it was like he got to beat the whole industry twice yeah. and then get out on his own terms. It's pretty insane. Like, yeah. So it, he sold world. He sold world industry. Is like the the or dwindle distribution, which is like the whole whatever company. I think he sold like seventy percent of that to an investment firm for like almost thirty million dollars. Jesus yeah. Christ! And this was a company that he built from used car salesman loan shark money. Yeah, yeah. He took he took six thousand bucks to a furniture store and had them 
make him 500 boards. That's how he started the company. Oh, my God. And he turned it into a $29 million company. Yeah, I mean, I think so much about that is kind of like embracing the hubris of like, like, we, we know what's right. Mm-hmm. And we we're not wrong, mm-hmm. and everybody says we're wrong, but we're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. And you're gonna tell me that like this type of skating isn't cool? You or can this, tell me this... I can't put two lips on a skateboard? Yeah, or like or like fucking like I'm um, you know or this humor isn't funny or people don't get it and it's like I'm just gonna be like no they do, <laughs> and then you're right. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty great. dope. Yeah, some of the ads in Big Brother are. Uh... <sighs> really like pornographic yeah yeah yeah, they're just they're just tits it's just tits or it's like a a vagina smoking a cigarette or something (laughs) yeah yeah oh yeah for that one they actually had to post uh a they had to they ran the ad but they had to run a picture of the fact that it was a fake vagina they're like look no look like here's a picture pulled out this is really it's a fake pussy smoking a cigarette it's not a real pussy right don't worry guys buy our trucks yeah right yeah (laughs) so weird what were they worried about cancer or something (laughs) no i think that was like something the publisher made them do oh really in order to put that out there you have to show that no this is a fake pussy that's so funny because you could buy you didn't have to be 18 to buy it yeah 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 it wasn't even like a, it, they weren't even like polybagged for like the yeah. first few years that they existed. It's like how is damn? Yeah, just all right. You can just look at that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, Chris Pontius was a writer there. Yeah, Chris Pontius. Uh, Wee Man. Yeah, Wee Man was there. It's it's pretty crazy. He he brought together just all these people, and he he guessed right. And the other thing that was smart about what he did was uh, the skateboarding industry, like a lot of industries, has like ten year kind of peaks and valleys, uh-huh. and the nineties sucked. Like, the 90s was terrible, and it just started to pick up near the end of the 90s. Yeah. And so he sold his company right then, and, like, a two two years after he sold his company, wasn't worth shit anymore. Another because dip. Like, like, because those kids that thought the Devil Man and Wet Willie and Flame Boy were cool grew up and stopped thinking it was cool, and there weren't, like, a new group of kids that right. thought it was cool. So it was yeah. just like... Ah uh, well, uh, fuck. So it was just in the end, he was he was he just kept hitting home runs and then got the fuck out of there. It's like well, a yeah, Barry he, Sanders career, you know. He's yeah, just like, oh, yeah. He never he didn't get concussed. He's still right. sharp. He's doing his thing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of those things though too, where it's like he was part, he was there for the climb of skateboarding becoming a culture, and there was kind of a backlash against it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think he just escaped that. Well, I think he escaped because it's like what happened with skateboarding was it it grew from being a niche thing to finally crossing over in the kind of the mainstream for with sure. Like Tony Hawk and mm-hmm. the 900 and all that stuff, and so he got out like right around then. And so once all the people that hopped onto the the trend of skateboarding fell off. That what are you going to do with a big company? Why do you need a big company at that point? You don't right. need to sell 20 million boards when there's not 20 million people skateboarding. Yeah. It's just... Were they really selling 20 million boards? I mean, I don't... I can't even... I I, I don't know the figures. I'd imagine yeah. they sold that many, though. Holy over, shit. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. They, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was really big. I remember, like, junior high going into high school, like, everyone everyone was fucking skateboarding. Oh, yeah. And the people that had no business skateboarding were still wearing, you know, girl sweatshirts or yeah. Wet Willie and, and Flame Boy were, like, everywhere. It yeah. was a drawing, you know, people used to draw Marvin the Martian and shit. People mm-hmm. were drawing Wet Willie and Flame Boy, like, on their notebooks. Yeah, it was the stuff. next right. DCS. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's very nice. But it's, like, a weird thing where it's, like, you know... Was there, like, a thing, I wonder, in that guy's mind of, like, is, like, the media we're creating, which went on to be, like, jackass and things like that, is the media we're creating actually 
more of the thing I should be focusing on because I made this thing hmm. and there was nothing and now there is something based around it that has nothing to do with skateboards. It's weird to me that he wouldn't be like... Well, I think for him as like a business owner, it's just Big Brother was the hardest part to deal with because oh, they yeah. were the most insane. Like, <laughs> like the skateboarders are just general chaos. Like they'll break your wall or do... But like these people were just fucking weirdos they're like they'd hire like it was like national impunes yeah it yeah. was just a just this collection of people who were just constantly losing him money and like having almost nothing and being late with stuff like their first issue they had to give away because it was a piece of shit <laughs> wow like, it, it like had a price on it and they put a sticker on everyone that's like we're actually giving this away because it fucking sucks <laughs> it's just like they were that's constantly yeah. under delivering but it's like but the thing is this was basically pre-internet and so that's the difference is like there wasn't a home for Content that's interesting but not high quality. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, for like, sure. Like it was it, basically if you weren't having production value, it was like, man, whatever. Like this is just a thing. Yeah. But kids were the only kind of people that wouldn't give a shit about that because they're like, oh, I, I shouldn't have this anyway. Right. <laughs> like I have like five things that I can yeah. watch. They're all like I have half baked that someone recorded from cable. <laughs> yeah. I have CKY. Yeah. I have Osiris's The Storm. It's like, yeah. what are you gonna like? There's not that much shit to do. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Whereas like. And that one porno magazine in the bush yeah, the in the woods. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> the but but, but, but for, for a magazine like Big Brother, like even if it sucks, like you said, like even if it was mediocre content, there was that thing of like, okay, but this is a physical thing I have and I know it may get me closer to whatever I'm interested in. Yeah. Like you were kind of looking at it like you were grabbing a thread yeah. and think... following it to something that meant something more to you because there's all different kinds of weirdos out there. Yeah, for Don't sure. Don't we know it? Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like... You're trying to find your own little special brand of whatever weird, but this thing was speaking to a like a wide breadth of you know fucking strange ass people. Mm. So you would be like, well, no matter what, I don't have enough media that speaks to this kind of shit. So I'm just gonna, even if it sucks, I want to hear what these guys have to say. Yeah, you know. I think what it really is is no one said. I mean, once he won, I think he basically did everything to fight. Like, it was all, everything was a fight to him. Yeah. Like, he started World Industries because he didn't like the way, like, basically pe people said, skateboarders can't run companies, and he's like, oh, yeah, fuck you. And, like, you can't have a, like, you can't do what you want to do in my magazine. Oh, yeah, fuck you. Mm -hmm. So I think once the fuck you was gone, once he already, like, established it and it was not going away, it's like, well, I already won. Like, I already, I made, I made Transworld change what they did. I made Thrasher change what they did. All these people had to adapt to me. So he already, he just was an ultimate troll. Right. So I think it's like, he, I don't think he even cared about the stuff. Like, it, it was very weird because he would like, he let the, the writers do drugs and, and drink and all that shit. He doesn't even do any of it, but he just wouldn't get in the way. He's like, no, I mean, I'll just let you guys do what you're doing because I need to ruin Powell in right. Santa Cruz. Yeah. And so, like, whatever you guys got to do to make If it takes an eight happen. ball a chap to fucking ruin, I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah, what am I going to I don't give a fuck the, if you're The 17. bearings are lubed up. The headlights <laughs> all waxed up. Ready to go. It's a foregone conclusion. You're going to do a kickflip burial. <laughs> I love that. Like, Chicago sports dads talking yeah. about skateboarding. At the oh, I can't believe he didn't go for a McTwist there. I, uh, I want to. Done that. Armchair. We gotta get him more chop. <laughs> you gotta alley oop into that Smith grind you there, got, Sonny. You, you gotta get your toe under the. Uh, get, God damn it! How Dumb many times fuck. do I gotta tell you? You gotta wear the Kareem Campbell mm -hmm. actions. <laughs> All right. So 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 he sells for thirty million. Yeah, about like twenty nine million. And yeah. then what happens with this guy and his company? 
basically he I think gets out of the way and just lets it like suck for a while. And and then I I think now he's a little bit more involved than he was because he took like a big break and they're bringing back some brands that he was involved in twenty years ago now. So I'm like I think that probably has something to do with it. Weird, like right now. Yeah, there's like a brand co- launching like a couple months ago called Ghetto Wear. Uh-huh. Like if you ever, it's like those pants that uh, all the skateboarders were wearing in the '90s that made it look like their legs aren't moving when they're skateboarding. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're, they're so baggy that oh, it's like you can't even see yeah. their leg bending. Like Jinkos. Like, yeah. yeah, they yeah. were like that. They've they've updated them now, so it's just relaxed instead of super baggy. But huh. it's like I don't, I don't know. But I think the main thing this he's is doing. Wear. Like I, I actually ran into Steve Rocco because I used to work at the Apple Store in Thousand Oaks, and he lived in Malibu, and his wife would come in for lessons. And so I, I gave her like a few lessons. And yeah, then one of my, did. Oh yeah. Taught her how to edit photos of her dog in iPhoto. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but one of my buddies that worked there was like an even bigger skateboard head than me. So I was like, I'll let you work with Rocco's wife. That's yeah. fine. You can do that. Mm. But I, I met him once and he's a, uh, he like, He's one of those guys who's like uh, terrifying in person, despite their stature. Like, <laughs> despite it, <laughs> it's like not not large at all. But it's like just like the the like. There's something about like when you meet super duper successful people, mm-hmm. they have like a level of eye contact that they're capable of making mm-hmm. that is not comfortable. <laughs> it's just like huh. it's not like normal. Like there's like like you're looking at me right now, but it's like you're not seeing my soul from like the middle of it out. Uh-huh. You know, like and that's how like like I've I've worked with some really rich people, and that's how they look at you. It's just like. Huh? And you're just like, oh fuck! I'm gonna just stop talking. Yeah, he's whatever assessing, I was gonna he's say, assessing wasn't your that threat important. level. That's is what he's doing. He's like, hmm, am I gonna have to destroy you? Yeah. That's, but I was like, no, yeah. like I, I approve. Like, good job. But it's, fuck, it's fuck all that weird shit. I, about... I got us having breaks here again. Where that... I get it. I fight the power. <laughs> where that comes from? You know what I mean? Like, what it is? Do you? Yeah. Do you think it's viewing everybody as a threat? Yeah. I mean, I, I think. Um... I think that's certainly part of it. I mean, based on this guy in particular, I mean, yeah. all he lived for the fuck you. He lived for the, um, you guys go chop it up. I'm going to go take down my next rival. Um, I think that's yeah. certainly part I of it. I wonder if it's a thing, too, where it's like, oh, man. It's an alpha move. Are, are, it's a big game move. I don't think it's an alpha move. I think it might be sometimes a thing of, of like, um, like, are you going to be a psycho to me? Do you know that I'm, like, a famous person and, like, now you're going to be weird? But he's not or, a like, famous person. Well, I guess it's, not. It's well, he, well, he knows about it. Right. He's a success. More, I think it's like basically they've, they get to where they are by making people feel important. Uh-huh. But no one makes people feel important. Right. So it's uncomfortable to feel important. So it, was, like, it wasn't a threatening level of contact? Not necessarily. It's just like he's like really – like it's like when someone's like really, really, really listening and you're like you, – you know that they're not kind of looking at their phone or right. thinking about something else. It's yeah. like they're just locked in, like right. locked in. It's like – Oh yeah, this is why you win board like win right. in the boardroom or win, win sure, like, sure. why you can convince yeah. a skateboarder to leave a company and come mm. to you is because yeah. you just like no, you're the only thing in the world right now and you're yeah. like ah, focus. You're, right. like you're valuable and I'm working in a mall, so why are you lo- It is true. It is, I mean <laughs> yeah, you can't, yeah. we, I think we said it the fucking you know, the the Clinton thing. It's like, you know. He, he he meets you once when he's in the primaries yeah. in in Virginia, and then he you sees know, you again. And then he the he leaves the pro- presidency twenty years, and he remembers your mother's name. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh god, what? Just yeah. this ability to retain information and use it to your advantage. Yeah, that, like, yeah. Most people don't have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ex- uh, um, 
killer decency. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, sort of, yeah. Yeah, like, and uh, my friend met Jay-Z at South by Southwest, and he said the same thing. Like, yeah. he's like, he said one thing to him, then he's just like, I'm going to get out of here. Because it's just <laughs> like, like, I can't have all this money looking at me. It's just so Jesus. weird. Like, it's just like, it just, you just see the amount, it's just like, no. Sounds like yeah. your friend's racist, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Checks out. Avowed. Yeah. <laughs> all uh, of them. All right, so... <laughs> Every one of my friends is racist. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a system, guys. Yeah. It's, system it's, it's systematic. Yeah, it's it's unconscious. It's, un, it's unconscionable. Uh, all right, so... It's so, very conscionable. No, <laughs> I don't even know if that's <laughs> a word. Right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah. So, uh, do you know about his time in between re-involvement and, like, you know just like kind of giving it up was he being a weirdo was he doing anything fucked up i mean i i don't know that i know that much about that time i think he just like kind of chilled with his money i think so i think he just like did probably... he live like a king like i mean did well, he the i've actually been to the place that he lives i do it sometimes and so it's like not at his house but in that same complex and it's like it's literally a cliff like a sea cliff in malibu uh-huh. and it's mobile homes yeah but all of them have like add-ons like yeah. or bear or like are just two of them next to each other yeah. mi- it's the million dollar trailer like, park yeah all mm-hmm. like almost all of them have like solar some of them have like wells and stuff it's just it's not like a trailer park it's just right so he was just probably like fucking around doing his weird like just gardening or whatever the fuck yeah. you do when you have all the money and like a place. <laughs> yeah, just some some like, probably abusing a power slave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to find someone else to be mad at and destroy. Scheming. <laughs> I mean, going to a Gelson's uh, in Malibu right, and like figuring yeah. out yeah. which like laws he needs yeah. to change to like ru- I no skateboarding. Like that. <sighs> we'll see about that. You would wonder though if it would be scheming in the meantime about like should I get back in this? Should I start? Doing stuff again. Like, I, I, I had a bunch of, of successes. And then I think there's maybe a thing where you think, like, oh, maybe this is, like, finite, and I need to, like, cut my losses. And then, like, you see, like, oh, it's not finite. Actually, you started something that's now just a lasting genre forever. Well, those guys, I mean, those Jackass guys, they just came out with another movie. Like, yeah. we, were at, we were at the theater the other day, and they were all there yeah. for a premiere, and, you know, half a Big Brother was there. No, for sure. I mean, and that's, that's it's, you're right. I mean, it is weird. It's, it's kind of like... But that's I think just speaks to his recklessness is how he he's built these things that like last even without him but it's just it doesn't mean anything to him. What meant something to him was like fighting the person, defeating them. Like Do you getting... know anything about how he's remembered by all these people that he kind of launched? Yeah, I mean, I think it's like it's pretty evenly split between people that hate him and people that love him and then there's also people that love him and hate him. It's just like oh, Really? It's just a, like uh, everyone says he's uh, like incredible, but mm-hmm. most of the people agree that he's an asshole. Yeah. But he also knew that he was an asshole. He's like a, he's a complicated guy. He's like yeah. all the skateboarders even while they're on the team would give him shit and make fun of him to his face. But also when he'd make a business decision, they're like, "Yeah, we got to do that cuz he's the guy that makes all the money." And like so uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, kind of running it, rambling there. Yeah. So, so he never like he never got into the chop and all of that, but he surrounded himself with people who did, mm. and then so he was. It's it kind of sounds like he was like the he always he's always a, a step above him or a step ahead of him because 
Yeah, or at least detached. Yeah. He's just like outside of it. And I think that's what like let him he would he even sued people. That was another thing. Someone ran an ad against him and he'd sue them. And it's like, what the fuck? None of us sued you when you were shitting on us. It's like, yeah, not the same game, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I don't yeah. give a fuck. That like sounds get like out of your business. Story. Give me a, yeah. Give right. me a hundred thousand dollars and leave the skateboarding industry. <laughs> wow. Like it's just like it's, it's That is interesting that it's yeah. all about the fight. It really it really seems like that's what it is. It's like unless someone is is telling him he can't do something it doesn't mean anything to him like there's no unless there's a challenge unless there's someone saying no then mm-hmm. it's like and I honestly I kind of relate to that it's like unless someone's yeah. saying like you can't do it then it's like why the fuck would you even bother someone will do yeah. it oh, oh oh you mean you if you go to college you could just get a job I think I can do that without it fuck you mom and dad that's just right. how no, I, yeah, yeah, I, no. I get it that's I've, no. I've made those bad decisions and definitely just make it more how, do you, how do you really feel Chris? <laughs> exactly yeah. like that exactly. I do <laughs> I, I, I get it I get it. That makes a lot of sense. That's good stuff. I mean, uh, does he retain any relationships with any of those people? Yeah, I mean, he still, I think he still uh, has a relationship with Rodney Mullen to this day. And and I mean, like, yeah, I think about half the people he's on pretty good terms with. But it's just, I think there are people that took what he did personally and there are people that saw that that's just how he is. I think this sounds a lot like Thanos in <laughs> Avengers. Like half of people, like you know, yeah. really sit around. And half people aren't, and his logic is yeah. flawless, and he's yeah. kind of an asshole. But like, you follow the rules, man. Yeah. You just gotta do what he says. Yeah, he's I the think guy. It, it comes back. I mean, every every boss is a psycho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every boss yeah. is a complete psycho that you're always struggling to understand. You're right. always struggling to understand he your boss. He himself a dictator, and you <laughs> and, and, and you never do. Yeah. It's you like never I'm a underst- pretty good dictator. You never understand your boss. Like yeah. you're always just like, I'm gonna go in there, but man, I'd love to figure out what's going on in his head. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and like, it's just it's crazy. You know, my <laughs> hierarchies, <laughs> man, that's fucking that's, crazy. See, we're, what we're learning is John would be one of the guys that hates him. Yeah. That's <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, like, I, I don't. don't get I, it. It's like, but it's like if you're trying to think about it, he'll drive you nuts. Basically, it's like, why would you do this? It's like, cause I just ruin everything for everyone. That's not me. <laughs> no, forever. no, I think I, I think I've, I think I've definitely, I've definitely had bosses that I don't understand, but I still, I mean, some of them I, you know, loved. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, uh, but like, it's just funny to me. How if you talk to almost anybody in any situation, they're they're like, yeah, my boss, and 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 they just talk about them with this kind of awe. That's like they're like, I don't know what the fuck he's thinking, and I feel like I'm a very competent yeah. person. Maybe it's because people who aren't bosses are dumb. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Either. I don't think it is. But you could there. I think there's you know people we people people just kind of certain positions select for a certain personality and certainly with like ceos like it's the fucking it's you know sociopathy mm-hmm. right 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 yeah yeah well it's my local bar the other day the, <laughs> the the girl bartending was sitting down and she was going she was like oh yeah i was at this show it was like this like fucking crazy ass psych rock show and she's like and i was in the pit huh and i saw a fucking i saw this this dude like ran into me with his shirt off and i was like oh that's carl He's the owner of of where she works, and he was being like a maniac. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, and so it's like, like that. That is, she was like, no way. Like, I can't believe this. You know. Yeah. And there's like, there's always some story like that where somebody's like, you know, my boss that pays me that has like way more comfort and wealth than I ever will. I saw them doing something so beneath me in dignity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that it blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> you know? 
Like uh-huh. that, I hear that all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a lot of those. I yeah. had, a, had a boss at Apple. He he was making you know six figures being a general manager. Yeah. And he also trained animals for movies. Mm-hmm. And he got fired for keeping all the phone cases companies gave us. <laughs> Oh my god! Like phone company, like like Agent Eighteen or like In Case would send like a backpack and some phone cases to the store to like distribute to the employees to be raise a product awareness. Mm. And he'd just keep all of the stuff for like five years, and someone finally caught him, and he got fired. Jesus! I got fired for being seven minutes late, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I guess there are equal injustices. So tell me about with Rocco. What made you uh, find this story and 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 love it? Well, I I just like the idea of someone being told no by the man, yeah, and then like be proving them so wrong that he in turn becomes the man, yeah, and yeah. gets defeated by someone he brought up who then becomes the man. That's just crazy. Just like and and basically, this guy took it from skateboarding being this all outside interesting to now. I want to say like ninety percent of skateboard companies are owned by skateboarders. Right. And by and by skateboarders who had who previously rode for those teams or have like yeah. relationships with other huh. people that they're working together with. And that's why the skateboarding industry is so much like cooler now than it was in the nineties and why like it's it hasn't had to have like another big pop because the people that do it just like steadily grows. Like, yeah. like right. I don't they're not know that... venture capitalists looking to Right. Yeah. It's just organic growth. Mm-hmm. It's like like whether you're hearing about it on TV or seeing commercials for the X Games, I can't fucking go to the skate park by my house when there's not a bunch of kids that are better me than than me there. <laughs> so it's yeah. like it's still happening. Like yeah. they're still out there doing it. Right. So it's it's just like he ba- he basically made it a sustainable thing by empowering the people who were actually doing the thing yeah. to be the industry. Right. And I think, like, that's... I mean, there's a lot of industries that could use that kind of turnover, to be completely honest. So yeah. yeah. I, I love the story from that perspective. I mean, the, the vendettas and stuff are, I mean, amusing, but right. just the fact that this guy took all the power from the people that it shouldn't be and put it in the hands of people that it should be. It's just... That's yeah. dope. Now people, like... Like, when... The difference is, like, back then, when people would get injured, they just... They're fucked. It's Fuck like, em. oh, well, later. <laughs> like, you're injured. Now they get a job. They're a rep. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're a sales representative, and they have pre-existing relationships with all the people. They get brought into the system somehow. They're product right. design. They're R&D. Like, they and get... it pays off better for the yeah. company, too. Yeah. Because like, they're an expert. Right. Like, right. There's this kid, uh, this guy, like, I I grew up uh, town next to him, Mike Mo Capaldi. He's, like, a, he's a pro skateboarder, and he sold a ton of boards. And then, like, he fucked up his ankle so bad that it doesn't even, like, work without a special brace. Wow. But him and his brother were empowered by Girl and Royal and stuff to start a sunglasses company and now him and his his brother survived this really weird rare form of cancer and now these two fucking kids from Simi Valley have a crazy little sunglass company and it's just yeah. like that's like becoming more the norm rather than just like these people getting hung out to dry by the industry. Like in the 90s it was all ki- it was like you'd hear about these amazing skaters who would go to jail. Or have like oh, really yeah, bad yeah. drug problems, or wind up in insane asylums. Sure. And now the the industry actually kind of takes care of them because they understand them. And so, like, I mean, mm-hmm. that's to me, it's just a complete turnaround, and like, and yeah. the sustainability that it's gained from the fact that now it's it's it is its own movement. It's not they don't need outside interest. They don't need 
yeah. some old white guy to take care of it because they got these middle-aged white guys that used to do kickflips to take care of it. Right. Yeah. He had like, they had like a, a Bolshevik revolution in a capitalist system. <laughs> exactly. And it, like, and it works. It's beautiful. Yeah. Like it's still, it's run by the proletariat of the mm. workers and the skaters and it's still making money. It's staying sustainable. Yeah. It's not out reaching its its grasp and yeah. it's also it's it's like a thing of for me and i was never into it my friends were because yeah. i was like you know hanging out with a bunch of punk kids so like yeah. half of them were fucking sk- most of them were skaters and like i was always just like you know they're 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 always getting in trouble for doing this thing that that affects nobody yeah <laughs> it affects it hurts no one but themselves yeah. yeah and people are always giving them a hard time and stuff like that but then you know it, it you know it attracts you know these weirdos that want to do this weird thing and they they get to do it and um they get a huge thrill from doing it and like what could you possibly have a problem with that and especially when you're in a shithole yeah and the only thing you can do is have this dumbass contraption mm. and take it to the street yeah and like, what could possibly be bad about that? Yeah. And it's so it's so true that it's 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 not wrong. That then it breeds about this culture of everybody understanding. Oh, it's not wrong. Right. So then you get a more supportive culture, and you get people that care and understand. Right. Like, this is this is like this is people making art. Out of literally nothing. Out of yeah. concrete. Yeah. It's a, I mean, watching a dope skate video is beautiful. Like, yeah, it's oh, yeah. incredible. It's, now, now with like all the like handhelds and jibs that they have, they're even better than ever. Yeah. And people, you know, anybody can edit on their, on their phone and on their computer now. They're just, they're so good and there are so many good skaters and it is yeah, such a skill. But at this yeah. time it was like, suddenly it was like. You know, it makes fucking Spike, Spike Jones. Yeah, it's like it's like oh, Oscar dude, you, winner you, Spike Jones. Yeah, yeah, you fucking make you make you you make badass skate videos. Now suddenly it's like oh, you you know do you know that you're actually a cinematographer? Yeah, and Did you're you know not you taught so- yourself how to make movies. Yeah, <laughs> he's so he's so great. This yeah. the, he did this Lakai video, uh, fully flared, mm-hmm. and the opening scene is just using a bunch of Hollywood special effects. Like they have. Eric Costin riding a skateboard through walls. It's like a bunch yeah. of like false walls. He's just like riding full speed, just punching through walls <laughs> on a skateboard. And, and then like they they end it with like the my this kid I know, Mike Mo Capaldi, does a switch kickflip down a ten stair. That's a wood ten stair. And then they blow up the tents there as he's rolling away. Like, and that's like, it's so great because it went from just like initial Spike Jones videos were just good skate videos. Yeah. And then it's like he makes some actual movies and comes back with budget. And Check makes this, this out, guys. Insane, yeah. Just like. I know. It's incredible. Oh, it's I'll great. never forget him fucking accepting the fucking uh, MTV award for a sabotage video. <laughs> what does he do? He comes out and he goes like, Spike Jones is the greatest director of all time. <laughs> he's like, Spike Jones! Screaming his name like in like a Russian accent for some reason. Great. It was just so like, it was just so like part of like that. That was the thing that drew you into this yeah. community was being like, what are these guys doing? These guys yeah. are funny and weird and like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. You know? It's 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 so cool, it's, and it's all thanks to Marty McFly ripping off <laughs> yep. the handlebars off that girl's scooter. That's right. That's absolutely right. You, Marty. Yeah, and he <laughs> also invented uh, rock and roll. That's correct. And it wasn't Crazy. black folks as nope. we were led to believe. Nope. It was nope. white folks. It was one white boy. <laughs> Time traveling white guys. Uh huh. And he made incest cool. Yeah. Hey, hey man, incest was cool way before Marty. <laughs> yeah. And also piss. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> Manor. <laughs> Hate Manor. <laughs> 
I don't want you to talk about shit on this program ever again. <laughs> I hate manure. I hate it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it's a that like, was dude skating so cool. I never got into it, but like it is like it's it's so punk. And uh, it, it got super mainstream, but it, it's now back to, like, a very respectable, sustainable subculture. And it's still big, but it's not like how – I mean, those – there were how many fucking Tony Hawk video games? And but I played them, believe yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, me too. God, and that's I, – I learned a lot of music from them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, just waste. Goldfinger. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Fishbone. Dude, that was – A lot of that ska shit. Was that, like – it was, like – here I am. It was about, like I said, like, you know, something not, obviously not being wrong that was taboo or whatever. And then everybody understanding, oh, no, this is not wrong at all. And then, well, what else is going on there? And then you get, like, all of this culture. Yeah. You know? It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. It's so cool. It is very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. You're cool, yeah. man. Oh, you guys are cool. That was a nice story. And I like the way you, I, I think... The way you put it of how he, like, returned power to the skaters is, like, probably the most powerful thing about it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, like, and and it's cool to, like, he had to become a suit to do it, but sometimes it's worth, like, it's it's worth becoming a man. It's an archetypal story, man. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's kind of part of the reason that he's not involved as much anymore is because it's, like, it's not necessary. Like, his lesson took. There's not, there's less kooks in the industry. It's just people that actually give a shit about it pretty much. And so... It's like it's like Jamie Thomas and John Lucero and like all these fucking people that like Danny Way, all these people that were pros like now run the industry, and so it's like. I think there's also a little bit of live long enough to see yourself become the villain. There. I was just gonna say there's For very sure. Dark Knight illusions yeah. of like, yeah. you know, you return the mantle, you know, you don't need it anymore. Right? Yeah, you do that thing of like, well, now I'm just the millionaire dickhead in Malibu. Right. That's my role now. Yeah. Before yeah. it was not. Before yeah. I was able to... And maybe one day I'll come back. And maybe... I'll, yeah, yeah, but... But... Right now? I feel like people also are... are Like, if they come from that shit and then they change a lifestyle a lot, they're probably, like, always doubting whether they actually know what's up again. Yeah, the imposter syndrome thing. Like, do yeah, really you don't you, you don't want to be coming back being like, hey, remember me from the eighties? Yeah. Right, and it's like then <laughs> yeah. you basically just are the Powell and Peralta guys again because yeah. mm-hmm. you're just an out. Right, hello, yeah, fellow exactly. youth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to do a skateboard? <laughs> well, I think what you said about him, his drive was not the money or the achievement or. Um, or, or, you know, the typical motivation of, of your kind of, like, how high-powered business owners. His was the fuck you, yeah. right? So he wasn't yeah. – um, He you know, so many people are so much driven by the next accomplishment. He didn't have a what's next. He's like, oh, well, I, I did it. I'm done now. I, I did it all. My services have been completed and rendered. I'm ready to ready to go. So many of the people just don't know when to stop. You know, you have, you can, you have like, um, Barry Sanders, and then yeah. you have – like Willie Mays, who played way too long. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Emmett Smith. <laughs> but it has that thing. It has that thing too yeah. of like I'm doing this to because I can't do it, right? But the lessons that you know wh- what I give to everybody else is like is like you can go and you can start your own fucking skateboard company. Anybody can do. And it. then also these guys that I maybe don't completely understand from the magazine, they can start their own media. Yeah. So like. Everybody's kind of empowered and yeah. empowered to do what they know how to do better than I do. Right. So it's just like go forth. Yeah. For sure, that's very much his thing. He would he he trusted his guys. Like he trusted yeah. his, like the art guy that did all the boards. It's just like no, whatever. If you think it's good, go with it. You've 
made us so much fucking money. Yeah, man, like, that's so fucking crazy. Like, I mean, it's such a it's such a duh way of right. of, of of handling business, but so hard for people to do. Yeah, it's the paradox of you know so many people who have the drive. They want final cut and they want the final say because that's kind of part of the reason they got there. Yeah. When really, sometimes you just need to let go and let the experts do their thing. A yeah. Lot, a lot of um, a lot of under other industries could could use that kind of For attitude. Sure. You know, you see it all the time. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Who's signing off on the next you know SEAL Team drama on <laughs> yeah. on the History Channel? Fuck. For sure. Yeah. yeah not yeah. not a cool writer guy. Yeah, no. <laughs> and yeah, and, and, you know, some like, suit. There's definitely some... not a cool writer lady. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not a For cool sure writer lady. Her. But like, there's something. Some about... lady in a biz smart business suit, though. <laughs> but there's like, there's something to just um, embracing and and weaponizing people's own enthusiasm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just being like, I know if you give a fuck about it, it might. Probably way more likely going to be something. Yeah, if you're if you give enough of a fuck about something that you're making me give a fuck about it, you mm-hmm. can make a lot of other people give a fuck about it. Yeah. So go make people give a fuck about it. You fuck. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what we're trying to do. Weaponize your enthusiasm. That'll be on our next round of merch. <laughs> yeah. Weaponized enthusiasm. Mm, yes. <laughs> also weaponized piss. Mm. This enthusiasm <laughs> tastes weaponized. It's napalm. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot. All your shirts should come in yellow. <laughs> like, oh. like, you want to get it a, pi- a piss What kind color? of yellow? Oh, like oh piss, piss yellow. yellow well, we, like had, piss we had the freak of the t-shirts made for just us. And then um, we were like, we're going to give it to the Patreon subscribers. And I was going to change it to black. And then I was walking down the street and I was talking to Joe on text who made our shirts. And I was like, no, no. Piss yellow, baby. Yeah. Gotta piss do it. Ye- slutty ass pink on piss yellow. <laughs> mm, that's what it is, dude. And it's it's the right way to go. It's the right way to it's go. It's the right thing to do, I th- Aaron. I think so. I think so, too. Gotta do it. I think we're going to close up shop. I think so. Uh, Chris, thank you. Chris, thank, thank you, you so much, man. That was really fun to talk about. And I, you just watched the fucking like the Big Brother documentary a while ago, so I was... Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's really... I I, was, it's on Hulu, I think. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Um, and there's another one that you mentioned, too, that yeah, I haven't seen, but... The Man Who Sold the World. Uh, S-O-U-L-E-D. Oh, Workplay, oh, guys. World Industries that he yeah, sold. Yeah. Whoa. Triple and tender. <laughs> Two shakas in the fucking sky, dude. Uh, uh, yeah, could have used one less edit, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Should have listened to his own advice. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say goodnight, everybody. I love you. I'm John Fahey. I am Aaron Pita. Matt Brousseau. Chris Crittenden. Good night, everybody. We love you. <laughs>